You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, and we're back here on Soul to Soul, the Farbringen show every Tuesday from 1 to 2 in the afternoon. DJ, of course, is on the controls. DJ, you, you can't leave. You have to be here. Um, you can always email us on onair at highfm.com, tweet at highfm, WhatsApp at 061-895-1019, and you can SMS at 34519. What a day! Huh? What a life! Thank God. It's always good to be alive, and yes, good news, bad news, but all in all, life is great. DJ, right? Life is great. Yes. It is. Yes. You wouldn't choose any other time to be alive. No. Good. Good. Say that to the mic. Best time ever to be alive. Um, so, DJ, repeat that. When's the best time to be alive? This time is the best Good. time. Good. Best time. Absolutely. <laughs> We're living in the best time in history, and despite the challenges, and nobody's avoiding the challenges, we have to be grateful for the time to be alive. And actually, that's the discussion I want to go on today, and that is the idea of a little patience. We often get so rattled by quick news. We're almost like a bunch of stockbrokers. You know why I never went into stocks? Well, first of all, because I have no clue how they work. But the second thing is because, gosh, your mood depends on a million things. Every day you wake up, the whole stock market is so moody. It's so much based on people's emotions. They are confident. They're not confident. Rarely is it, not rarely, but often it's not based on actual figures, but based on sentiment. We think it's going to go up. We think it's going to go down. Facebook's going to go this way. Apple's going to go that way, etc. as if we know the future. But it looks like in life we all play the stock market. We're all frantic every single day. So yesterday we were in a good mood because, I don't know, our, our cousin got married. But today we heard the news and this happened and that happened. Ah, the world's falling apart. Patience. Ah, that's, we're getting too heavy. It's too early in the show. So we have to start with some music. What do you say? This is some good BT music from Chaim Israel, Rabbi Nachman, here on 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. This is Rabbi Levi Avzan, Associate Rabbi Linksfield Chul here on Soul to Soul. And we are in the High FM studios. You can contact us, 34519 is our SMS line. On air at highfm.com is our email. WhatsApp, 061-895-1019. What else am I missing? Oh, and tweet at High FM. Good. Great. So, Patience. Some of us who are older, <laughs> I'm older, um, no, so, many people tell us youngsters that we don't have patience, that living in 2017, going into 2018, this new generation has no patience, right? Now, what does it mean we don't have patience? So we want everything now, right? Once upon a time, you wanted to send a letter. Yeah, had to write it, then rewrite it, then rewrite it, then walk over to the post office, which was three towns away. And save money for a stamp, then send it, and wait for two months, hoping every single day that the letter arrives, running over to the post office every other day to check if it arrived. And finally, two months later, you open the letter that you got a response from your cousin in the, in the 50 miles away, and you open it. <gasps> Mazel tov. Today, you send that same cousin a WhatsApp, and if he or she does not answer you within half a second because you saw the two blo- blue checks on the WhatsApp. You did, huh? So you saw them? No patience. And often 
in the bigger perspective, in the macro, when people make revolutions, right? People want to bring change to the South Africa. People want to bring change to society. We're often very impatient. We want change and we want it now. So here's the issue. How many times has society changed quickly and it's worked? Think about going from communism to democracy in Russia. So for 1990-91, the Iron Curtain fell and suddenly communism was gone. Ten years later, they, they elected a strongman Putin who's slowly bringing it a little communistic. He's not a total communist, but it's getting eerily similar to the Soviet Union. It's in, in, thank God, there's freedom of religion, but in quieting opposition, you just on the news today, you just heard that, um, in other ways. Um, think about pretty much every change, whether it was Hitler trying to change the country, hocus pocus, whether it was communism in China, whether it was even democracy over here. Whenever you go from one thing to another thing very quickly, it often backfires. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Obviously, we're so grateful that we move towards democracy over here and better a bad democracy than a, than a, a so-called um, working apartheid, of course. But we have to also admit that change is hard. And when we do change very quickly, often it it's builds a lot of resentment and it, it it doesn't work. So, for example, if, I don't know, you get married a, a day after you met the girl, it's going to be an adjustment, right? Every change in life that we do, if you're going, I don't know, you're jumping into university, that you're expecting the first day that you're going to suddenly feel comfortable and you're going to become a lawyer. You don't become a lawyer in one day. You don't even become a DJ in one day. You don't become anything in one day. But we don't have patience. We want change and we want it now. And think about the politics that goes on in this country, in, in the West, and all over the world. Change. Everyone wants change and they want it now. I'm, if you elect me to parliament, I'm going to bring the change and I'm going to bring it now. And I'm like, I'm not sure I want you to bring the change now. I want you to bring change. But true change, specifically when we talk about ourselves as people, is very slow. Imagine you have an anger problem. Can you just wake up one day and have it gone? Some people claim that they did. I don't believe it. And if they are, they're made out of different stuff than most of us are. If you have an anger problem, chances are you're in a lifetime struggle in dealing with it. If you have a jealousy problem, you're going to be spending a lot of years overcoming your jealousy. If you have relationship complex, if you have uh, issues with trust or paranoia, whatever it is, any personality disorder, you're going to struggle with. And you might slowly change, but it's going to be very slow, very gradual, and maybe not even complete change. And yet we all want change and we want it now. I grew up in America. Every two years is another election. So every four years is election for the president, but every two years that there's election in Congress and Senate, and every single time you hear these wannabe congressmen saying, I'm going to go to Washington, I'm going to change it. And two years later, they kicked out because they didn't change it fast enough. Well, suddenly they came and they realized you can't change. Donald Trump said, what is he going to do in the first year? He's almost a president for a year, plus minus, and he's done a little bit, but not much. Why? Because democracy is slow, change is slow. 
Now, most of us see that as a bad thing because we want change and we want it now. But you can't change anything overnight. And if you do, it often backfires. If you take a society and try to change a society in one day, you'll backfire. It doesn't work and it shouldn't work. Hashem created us, God created us in a way where things take time. We process it. So you decide, from now on, I'm going to be the best parent on the planet. I'm never going to lose my, my anger at the kids. I'm never going to resent anything they do. I'm going to be patient, lovey-dovey, and absolute sweethearts. Really? Unless you're taking some medication I don't know about, that's not going to happen. You might get a little better, and then you'll fall back. And then you'll get a little better, and you'll you take two steps forward, one step back, maybe two steps back. But that's life. And is that a bad thing? Why do we resent slow change? Why do we look at problems that didn't solve themselves overnight and say, gosh, no, they're never going to be fixed? True change takes a long time, and that's really what I want to explore with you today. Because today we're going to talk about a character named, two characters, Abraham and Sarah, who are in the parsha of the week and are really the conversation topic when we start the Torah all over again. We read about Abraham and Sarah, Avram and Sarah. Two people who believed in God while nobody else did. How many years did it take them to slowly build a nation? Abraham had two kids, Isaac and Yishmael. Isaac stayed the path, Yishmael left, 50% success rate. Yitzchak had two kids, Jacob and Esau. Jacob stayed the path, Esau went off. Then Jacob has 12 kids, and they have their own drama. They stay in, but they have drama. And then the Jews go into a nation, and they go into Egypt, and then they go out of Egypt, and they go to Israel, and they build a temple, and the temple's destroyed, and they go build a second temple, and the second temple's destroyed. And in all that process, what is everyone trying to do? They're slowly trying to develop their faith in God and trying to build a nation. It's thousands of years later. According to Jewish history, Avram lived 3,300 years ago. You didn't know that, huh? You thought you lived 20 years ago. No, 3,300 years ago. And... We're still there. Not 33, 3,700 years ago. Sorry, 3,700 years ago. We're in the year 5778, and he was born in the year 1948 from creation. So about 37, 3,800 years ago, that's when he was born. He lived for 175 years, according to the Torah. And his revolution is still ongoing. And yet it's the most successful revolution ever taking a world that believed in nothing and bringing them faith and connection and family values and good, decent um, values and ethics. If Avram was impatient, do you think we would ever be here? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a little impatience. Obviously, we don't have to sit back, put our head down and say, oh, let the world change at its own pace. No, that's not the point. Do what you can, but also realize that to change ourselves and to change a nation and to change people is a slow process. And maybe the reason why so often we're getting frustrated with our lack of success in certain areas is because we don't appreciate the process. You don't change a person overnight. You don't change a family overnight. You don't change a community overnight. You don't change anything overnight. And you don't change a world overnight. But slowly, if you know where you're heading and you're passionate and you're willing to take two steps back at times, you'll get there. Because light always wins. Evil often is quick, right? Revolutions, Hitler came, 
killed 50 million people, and then 10 years later was poof. Did Hitler make an impact on this world? You better believe he made an impact, a terrible impact. Okay, from 1933 to 1945, he turned the world upside down and then just went up in smoke. Communism came, killed 70 million people in China, 50 million people in Russia, a few million people in Cambodia and God knows where else. And slowly but surely, they're, they're going up in smoke. Why? Because true revolutions are not the ones that happen with big headlines in the news and big elections and big drama and coups and, and screaming nasty things on Twitter. True revolutions are slow and based on values. And often they seem to be the least successful ones. They're the ones that seem to be going nowhere. But when you look at history with an open mind, you'll realize that the ideas that made the truest impact on this world were not necessarily the most exciting, emotive, tweet-friendly ideas. Those are quick to come and quick to go. The ideas that make a difference are the ones that slowly but surely change the world. And with that optimistic message, let's go to the song Happy Days. Where is Happy Days? We want Happy Days here on 101.9 FM. Originally, we were going to go for a slow song, Dear Father, by MBD, but we decided to switch it for a different MBD, Mordechai Ben David song, and this is Happy Days, because we're talking about optimism and realizing, hey, Happy Days maybe sometimes seem to be coming slowly, but the greatest revolutions come slowly, surely, and bring the truly happy days here on 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avtsan on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtsan, Associate Rabbi Linksfield Shul, and here we are on the High FM platform talking about patience. DJ, do you have patience? Yes, I do. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. All good things take a while. Yeah, they definitely take some time to to happen or to come. So I want to explore that, okay? Let's explore that today. What makes... Why do things take so long? And in order to do that, I'm going to have to get abstract, okay, DJ? Yes. You'll stay with me. We're going to talk about the difference between ideas and emotions. The brain and the heart. The heart is totally erratic. Up and down, up and down, up and down, right? You ever saw a beating heart... You see it in the hospital, it's going up and down, up and down, up and down. Why? The heart is very instant, very involved, very subjective, no, out of control, but awesome because it gives us feelings. But if you live your heart just by, if you live your life just by your heart, then you're an absolute roller coaster. So you turn on the news. And pretty much every single day since the first day of TV broadcast, most of the news on TV was good or bad. Bad, bad. right? Because yeah. it's much more interesting. And now we go to Anderson Cooper from the from the war zone over here, and there's CNN over here, and Fox News over there, and ABC, and blah, 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 and SABC. Everyone's going all over the world telling you how terrible it is. And there's a genocide over here, and then there's uh, these people are doing that, and the, and the animals are being killed, and 16 rhinos were killed this morning, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So pretty much, if, you, if you've been hiding in a cave the past 60 years, ever since television has really taken over life, 
than just introducing you that there's a thing called nightly news, which I think is going a bit out of style today because everyone's reading everything on the internet. And pretty much you can be guaranteed that from the hour of nightly news, 90% of it is bad, right? <laughs> That's just what goes. It's what interests people. And it works on emotions, right? Because emotions, we like getting all – we're almost addicted to feelings. And uh, feeling bad is, in a way, feels better than feeling good. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know why, but we, just think about it. If you just turned on the news and you were just watching good news and this happened and that happened, it would be great. There's this wonderful program. I, I see it on YouTube. It's called On the Road. It's a two-minute segment. I think CBS broadcasts once a week on Sundays. At the end of the show, two minutes of good news. And this guy, it's, it's the same guy I've been doing it for years, looks for good news on the road. And I would just recommend, if you ever want to be in a good mood, it's always a two-minute segment, most beautiful stories. Two minutes of good news and 58 minutes of bad, bad news. news. Because, it, yeah, it's always good to feel a little good, but ultimately it really feels good to see how bad the world is. Somehow our emotions just like, you know, just we love this conspiracy and bad and evil and this and that and that's why you go on YouTube and you see all these conspiracy theories are always getting tons of hits everyone not only is the news bad it has to be worse so not only did the towers go down the United States they were taken down by America huh and Neil Armstrong never landed on the moon and Elvis is still alive and what else um this always this terrible shocking like the, the heart lives in the moment And our hearts tell us that if it's if it's if it's exciting and it feels good, it must be right. And revolutions always feel right. You're standing at a demonstration. You go, yeah, we're gonna get the party back. We're gonna win the election. You, you don't ask yourself, hey, one second, what does this party actually stand for? What does it make any sense? Has it ever been achieved before? Every other country that's done it has been an absolute disaster. So you think like. Socialism. Okay, let's talk about socialism for a moment. There's, South Africa has its socialists. Every country has socialists. Now, did you see what's going on in Venezuela? No. Okay, Venezuela's going to the dogs. I mean, literally, the, the country is falling apart. All because of socialism. It was a beautiful country once upon a time. As did many countries in Europe, etc., wherever people embraced it. But still, no, socialism! Ah! <laughs> Now, everybody's screaming their lungs out, everyone's screaming, and no one sits there saying, one second, just because socialism feels good doesn't mean it is good. Now, capitalism's not perfect, but it definitely doesn't feel good, but it definitely is better than socialism. It has a lot of imperfections, but we have to separate between what feels good and what is good, and that's the difference between the mind and the heart. The heart asks itself what feels good. The mind asks itself, what is good? And the mind, takes a, it takes a lot longer to change people's perspective than to get them excited. Think about it. If you go into a wedding, you go to a bar, and there's a good energy and everyone's dancing, before long, right, you're a DJ, you know this, everyone's moving. It doesn't take so hard to change people's emotions. But to change people's ideas? It takes a long time. It's a mission. If you see the world one way and I'm trying to change your perspective on life or you're trying to change my perspective, it's going to take forever, for years. And chances are we might not even be successful. Why? Because ideas are much more personal. We are our ideas. The way we see our life def defines us. 
We decide if to get married, when to get married. We decide if to have kids, how many kids to have. We decide what job. All based on principles and ideas that we have in our mind. You are your principles. You are your ideas. And therefore, you'll be very threatened if I start attacking them. And I'm not going to try. The few times I did try to do it on the radio, I got some calls saying, Hey, Rabbi, hey, stay away, stay away. Hey, talk about, you know, good feeling stuff. It reminds me of the good Jewish joke. It talks about the rabbi who gets a new position in the synagogue. And he stands up the first week and he talks all about the Sabbath, the Shabbat. After that, the committee member walks over to him and says, Rabbi, I don't know if you know about the synagogue, but... We don't do this Sabbath thing. So just in the future, don't talk about Sabbath. Okay. Next week, he gets up and talks all about eating kosher, which is special food that, you know, that are supervised. Passionate 10-minute speech. Kosher. After the same member walks over to him and says, Rabbi, no, don't talk about kosher. It's not a community that believes in kosher. Okay. Next week, what does he talk about? He talks about God, right? God. Talks about God. And 10 minutes later, the, rabbi, the person runs over to him, pulls him off the pulpit and says, Hey, don't talk about God. says, what? says, many of us don't believe in him. So he says, I can't talk about the Sabbath. I can't talk about kosher. I can't talk about God. What can I talk about? He says, talk about Judaism. <laughs> talk about Judaism. We don't like hearing ideas that we disagree with. Right? I already know. I, I've mentioned on this radio before. I know when I'm gonna, I give a speech in synagogue in Shul, who's gonna like my speech and who's not, based on the way I know them. So if I said something they like hearing, Rabbi, that speech was perfect. If I, if I said something that they disagree with, because I know they disagree, because we've spoken about it before, if I'm, if they're nice, they're not gonna say anything. If they're not nice, they're gonna say, Rabbi, I think that was totally uncalled for. Right? That's why we don't like hearing ideas, right? So as long as your wife agrees with you with everything you're saying, your husband agrees with you, yeah, yeah, the second they disagree, hey, don't want to hear you. Don't like it. Emotions were much easier to delegate to others. We don't care, you know, I'll go into the wedding and I'll sing, I'll dance to the music and I don't care letting go. Emotions aren't so personal. I allow myself to be affected by others. Intellect, on the other hand, it's mine. We lose ourselves in emotion, in other people's emotion. We let ourselves being taken over. Like we say, get into it, right? Get into it, just let go. But an idea, you don't say get into the idea, you say, do you get it? In other words, you have to get it. You have to process in your own brain. You don't just get into idea. If 50 people in a room together dancing to the same music, they're all feeling similar emotions. If 50 people are listening to an idea, they're not necessarily thinking the same idea because each one is agreeing, disagreeing, etc. You can't change an idea, a person's perspective just by a speech. To change a headspace, to change a mind takes forever. And that's one thing Avram, Sarah, Abraham and Sarah understood and they passed over to their descendants. You want to change a world... Don't always run for the emotional feel-good stuff. Feel-good stuff seemed to work. Wow, everyone's screaming, holding billboards. Rah! Like, you know, you, you stand by these political rallies and everyone's holding billboards of their favorite leader. And you're like, what are you doing? You actually believe in this idea so much that you're willing to stand for hours on end screaming. You don't even know what the guy stands for 
or the woman stand. You have no idea. And even if you do, the, the person's going to change the second they're elected. But it feels good. It feels exciting. We're going to change the country and we're going to change the world. But you rarely see people screaming billboards and saying, believe in God that the world's coming a better place. Why? That's not exciting. It doesn't feel good. It is good. And it's almost a principle. Whatever feels good, almost uh, uh, always, I'm not going to say always, there's always exceptions, but as a rule, if it feels good, it ain't good. Same thing like if it tastes good, right? What's the rule? If it tastes good, it's not healthy. (laughs) If it's healthy, it tastes terrible. Whatever's healthy for you, in your perspective, in your life, doesn't usually feel good at the moment. It doesn't feel good to become religious and take on religion. It doesn't feel good at the beginning to work on a marriage. Yes, at you know the first few years might be a honeymoon, but at some stage, to build a marriage from scratch doesn't feel good. Raising kids doesn't always feel good. You know, like everyone sits there writing articles. Oh, I held my baby in my hand. It was happily ever after. Really, when you woke up two in the morning to change a nappy, was it that amazing? Did it feel good? Well, maybe you're a saint. It doesn't feel good for me. When my kid wakes me up at night, I'm annoyed. I have to get up, but I'm annoyed. But what is good doesn't necessarily feel good. And if it's feeling very good, you have to ask yourself, is it really good for me? Is it really good for the world? It feels good to be disloyal. It feels good to gossip. It feels good to cheat. A lot of these things feel good. Are they good? They're terrible. It's almost like God put into this world that if it feels too good, it's sugar and it's going to ruin your teeth. And if it tastes like cucumbers, it doesn't taste too good. <laughs> but it's good for you. Here on 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 Chai FM. Talking about food, because that was just what the ad was, Pyworks. Uh, tell me, any good food is made quickly? Rarely. Most good food takes a while. And if you want to just stop over in the McDonald's, uh, the kosher McDonald's, of course, in Israel, um, it's usually not good for you. Sorry. Fast food isn't too healthy. You agree. And buying a Coke ain't too healthy. But it feels good. Tastes good. It ain't good. We're always running for good feelings. And that's what TV is based on. Right? You, TV, even radio in a way. It's all about how can we make you feel good constantly? So let's keep it small, right? On the radio, we never talk for more than 10 minutes, 12 minutes. Huh? But, you know, just keep it interesting, Rabbi. Otherwise, we're going to take you off air because we're going to put a song on. You know, sometimes I think I'm talking and the red light, red light actually goes off and suddenly you're playing. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> people, people want to feel good. We we like that feeling. We like the we like it. You get into a new car, watch something that looks pleasing to the eye, listen to something that looks, that's pleasing to the ear, make money quickly, spend money quickly, everything quick, 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 quick. So that's why we barely save money. That's why we go through marriages as if we're going through um, uh, disposable uh, forks, in out in out in out. Why? Because quick, easy, done. Hard work, long-term investment, 
Giving your heart over? No, 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 quick. But Abraham and Sarah changed the world over thousands of years. And they have made the greatest impact. They've taken a world that believed that, I don't know, toilet paper was a god or a table was a god or... The dust on their feet, according to the Jewish commentaries, people believed. Some of the people that lived in the time in the Middle East actually believed that the dust on their feet is a god. How do you, really? They would worship the dust of the feet. And that's why the Torah says that Abraham would make people wash their feet before they walked into his house. Because he didn't want them to serve their god, so, you know, so-called, in his house. Can you imagine a world that you're surrounded by people who think that the dust on their sweaty feet is God? Or who serve an idol? I mean, there's people today that still think cows are God. And a lot of superstition. And to take a world like that, when your own father believes in nothing, your mother your siblings, everyone around you believes in nothing and you decide to believe. And you try to make a revolution and it fails and you get into wars, you get into issues. The Torah is full of all the events that goes on in Abraham's life and he's told to sacrifice his son and the last minute the son is speared and the whole story. And then the five books of Moses and the prophets and like Jewish history is the biggest proof. Impatience. And we're still a small bunch. Well, we have just over 10 million, 12 million, 13 million, 15 million. Such a small group. And slowly but surely, we're trying to play our part and do the thing that God put us in this world to do. And it's slow and it's difficult. And there's, gosh, how many steps back have we taken? Genocide, pain, ghettos. I mean, gosh, Jewish history is one long story. And slowly but surely, we made, we made our difference. And we're still making our difference in this world. And still not perfect. And the world still hates us. And Israel is still the butt of everybody's anti-Semitism and double standards. But if you believe that true revolutions are revolutions of ideas, not of emotions... If you believe that to change a world is not to, to get them to feel good, but to think good, to get a world who will think like Abraham, to, to create a world that will think like Sarah, and obviously act based on those thoughts, a world that has the right principles, that is what we consider the Messianic era. That's why we want Messiah to come. We want the Messiah to come. We want the world to be more straight on their head. A gleich they say in Yiddish, to have their heads screwed on. A world with healthy principles, a world that knows what it wants. And it doesn't work easily. And if it does work quickly, you can almost be guaranteed it's a bad idea. Look at ISIS. It was very quick, huh? 2013 by 2014, half of Iraq and half of Syria. Was that a good idea? That was a terrible idea. Versus Israel that we've been waiting thousands of years to come back and slowly but surely we're, we're coming back and we're trying to build something for ourselves in the land that God promised us. 
If the Jews can teach the world one thing, and the Jews have a lot to teach the world, Judaism, it's patience. A lot of people thought they would destroy us, right? Hitler, within six years, killed six million of us. Stalin, within ten years, killed two, three million of us. You didn't know that, huh? A lot, a lot of my great uncles and aunts were killed by Stalin's purges. In the 1930s, um, Stalin just tried to take religion out of the former Soviet Union, and he did it by mass murder. According to some historians, he killed 50 million people in his gulags, and in his uh, 50 million of his own people. C- crazy. And many of them Jews. Uh, my mother lost three uncles um, shot by the communists, and many cousins, and etc., yeah, that's another part of history. And this is all happening just before the Holocaust. Like the 30s and 40s for the Jewish people was a nightmare. I mean, for the world as well, but especially for the Jewish people. And these people seem to be so strong. Stalin, oh, strong. Hitler, strong. Gone. And the Jews are here after being beaten up and continuing to be beaten up. This morning, you just heard on the news, they're trying to do terror attacks in Israel against us. And if the world can learn anything, is first of all, don't try to fight the Jew because the Jew will outlast you. So get over it. Much cleverer people than you try to undermine the Jewish people and they've never been successful. Have they spilled blood? Yes. But ultimately they spilled their own. But beyond that, don't think revolutions happen overnight. Don't think that you know just because you won an election or because you're getting popular, you're going to actually make a difference to the world. You might destroy a lot. But within 10 years, you'll be gone. You'll be up in smoke. And what really changes the world is good ideas, is goodness, is kindness, is treating people well. It doesn't seem, you know, you don't see 200, 2 million people showing up to a demonstration and say, give money to the poor, right? What do they say? Take down this government, pull that guy That's nonsense. We should be demonstrating for a nicer world. We should be demonstrating for kindness. We should be demonstrating for healthy ideas, for ethics. Patience. I want to read this comment. It says, Rabbi Todaraba, thank you very much. Very powerful teaching from Magdalena, Johannesburg. Thank you, Magdalena. This is 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. Another comment from Gila says, Rabbi Levi makes great sense. That applies to everyday life. A pleasure to listen to. Thank you, Gila. That's a wonderful compliment. Here on 101.9 High FM. And we're going to wrap up the show. Patience. We'll be back next week, right? DJ, patience, patience. We'll be back. And and, and there's going to be great rabbis. I'm not sure if today, but tomorrow and Wednesday, they have... One to three, and then Thursday, and Friday, and yeah. If in your life there's something that you want, learn something, and that is everything good takes time. I know that you look at somebody else and say, gosh, what an amazing parent. If only I was a parent like that. It's not going to happen overnight. First of all, you don't know how amazing they are, but even if it's true that they're amazing, don't expect anything to happen overnight. That's not the way God created the world. God created the world slowly but surely. As long as you're growing, as long as you're trying, slowly but surely, 
And you might never get there. You might not become perfect. Chances are you won't, but you'll become better. Some days you'll be better than others. Like this whole imagination that we wake up one day and we totally changed. At least in my life, I've yet to find it. You change and then you fall back. You have weak moments and you have strong moments. You have happy moments that you feel that you could take on the world and you have ter- terrible, sometimes in the same day. But keep your head on straight. Even if your emotions are taking you to a roller coaster, keep your head on straight. Remember what's important. Remember to work on yourself and ask yourself, are my perspectives healthy? Do I have a healthy perspective on marriage? Do I expect too much from my spouse? Do I have a healthy perspective on success? Do I worship money too much? I've found often people that worship money too much are the people who make the least money. Because they're so petty about every penny that they can't think big. And often the road to success is not being peanut brain, but having a big brain. Taking opportunities, taking gambles, taking chances. Not gambling, but taking chances. But if you're small, so small-minded that you can't actually afford to, in your headspace to take a chance, you're never going to take it. Patience. You don't want to be successful overnight. As much as it sounds good that you wake up tomorrow and suddenly this radio station is the most successful radio station on the planet. Look at what happens to people who hit success too quickly. 16-year-old celebrities. Are any of them normal by the time they're 30? No. It's impossible to be loved by the whole world and have 2 billion views on YouTube when you're 16 and still be normal 10 years later. It's impossible or almost impossible to be born with a silver spoon and your parents spoiling you rotten and you get an Audi for your fourth birthday so that your chauffeur can drive you. It's impossible for you to be normal. I mean, miracles happen, but it's unusual. Slow success is not a curse. It's a blessing. Because we're, we're created by God to be slow, slowly but surely. And please, God, we'll all achieve the success we want. But don't be despondent if it takes a long time, because that's a gift. As long as we keep our head on straight and we, we have grit and tenacity, we get there. And all our dreams will be accomplished. Please, God. Wishing you a wonderful week. Thank you for the opportunity of being here on 101.9 High FM. Thank you, DJ. And please, God, we'll be back next week here on 101.9 High FM, the Favrengen Show, every Tuesday from 1 to 2 in the afternoon. And we finish off with another Mordechai Ben David song with this one slower. Dear Father.